Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. So if you've got your Bibles, uh, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17 today. I want us to talk a little bit about uh, walking by faith um, in the midst of a season where it's easy to walk by fear. And so uh, let me kind of give you this context. And this is, comes from the life of David. And uh, this is the moment. And this is the moment where you've got um, the people of Israel walking in fear and the soldiers that are walking in fear. And David steps onto the scene and, and he walks in faith. And really, I want us to look at walking in faith, not fear in this moment where it's tempting to live in fear. And so I'm going to juxtapose the responses of David and the Israelites. I just want us to look through uh, two different ways that we can respond in a challenging time or in a crisis, in a moment that's hard. And so uh, if you've got your Bibles, hopefully you're there by now. First Samuel chapter 17. You've got uh, the Israelites who are facing the Philistines and David's brothers have gone off to battle. And that's kind of the context. David brings uh, lunch. He's bringing bread and cheese to them. And when he shows up, they're terrified. When he shows up, they're filled with fear. And listen to the way that they talk. They're filled with fear because you may be familiar with the story, but it's where Goliath is taunting them. And every day, twice a day, is looking at them and taunting them. And I think kind of that's where we're at. I think it's easy for us, especially because most Americans check the news or their social media feed or their phone or their tablet or their computer more than twice a day. And it's tempting to constantly get the taunting of all the challenging circumstances that we're walking in. And it's in those moments that you can see what's taking place. And, and you've got a choice to make on if you're going to walk by faith or if you're going to walk in fear. And I believe this is our moment to walk in faith. Let's look at this. Verse, te- verse 10. Then the Philistines said, this day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So there's the response. On hearing Goliath taunt them, they're terrified. Verse 24, listen to this. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. So taunt from Goliath is response fear. I'm scared to death. And And then David is the opposite. And that's what I want us to see today. And in verse 48, it says this, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly to the battle line to meet him. Here's your choice. Are you going to be one who responds in great fear or are you going to be one who runs to the battle? Am I, I'm asking myself this question, am I going to be someone that responds in fear and what that looks like in my own journey? Is my family going to walk in fear? Is our church going to walk in fear or will we walk by faith? This is a moment we're making a choice on who we will be. In this moment, you have a choice. Who am I going to be? Will this be my moment of fear? Or when things get dark, will this be my moment of faith? Let's pray together and let's study this text a little bit today. Father, we love you today. And we thank you for the opportunity to be the people of God in a, a city and a world that needs Jesus. And we ask, Lord God, that right now you would work inside of us. I pray, Lord Jesus, for my friends, every single person that's tempting, tempted to, to, 
to be filled with anxiety and fear. And I ask that you would help us walk by faith. I pray that we would hear what everybody else is hearing, but respond in faith. Not that we put a bucket of our over our head and pretend like things aren't real, but that there is such supernatural activity. We are so marked as a people of faith by God at work inside of us that we respond in faith and not fear today. So I pray for every marriage to walk in faith. I pray for teenagers to walk by faith. Lord, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help each one of us. We love you. We need your help. We do not puff out our chest and stand in our own strength. We lean on God and we need supernatural help to be a people of faith and walk by faith. We love you and we honor you in Jesus' name, amen. When you look at David here uh, and David responding in faith and the Israelites responding in fear, I think you and I, even as we've gone through this moment, we could we could have a, a moment of fear. It's really easy to look at what's taken place with the coronavirus and, and suddenly allow your heart to be to swell up with fear, to look at what's gone on with the, the stock market and say, this is a moment to be in fear and this sudden decline in the stock market, this sudden, this sudden virus that is so quickly spreading and it's tempting to have those moments of fear right now. Governmental leaders saying, hey, don't meet together and, 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 and they're trying to help us take precaution and a lot of response in people is one of a fear. It's one of, I don't know the future. I don't know what's gonna go on. And so I'm afraid. An interesting thing to me is here in the Valley of Elah, you've got a response of the Israelites that are filled with fear and you've, you've got the response of young David. And I love this story. And I feel like this is a story for us in this moment. I had the privilege in uh, 2016 to actually go to Israel and to go to the Valley of Elah and see this valley where you've got uh, hills up on this side, the valley right here, hills. And I just, I remember I just went and I just prayer walked in the Valley of Elah. I just walked around and, and in that, on that day, I was just praying that God would put in me uh, faith like, like a David. And of course, it's one of the most famous stories in the world and the David and Goliath story. But I wanna pray that over you today. I wanna pray that you walk by faith in a season that, it's, it's challenging. It's, it's easy to allow, especially the constant media feed, all the potential information, just, just incrementally to start to build a little bit of fear and anxiety. And I think when we're at the darkest moments is the moment where we get to be a light. And that's the reason why we named this church Radiant Church is because when things are dark, that's the moment where the people of God get to shine the brightest. And so right there in your living room, right there when you're on your phone at a Starbucks or wherever you are, I wanna invite you to just begin to ask God to help you walk by faith like David did and that this would be a moment. This is your moment. This is my moment. This is our moment to walk by faith or by fear. And you will choose one. You'll either walk in fear or you'll step out of that and have a supernatural response. David had a supernatural response when everybody else was responding in a logical way. It's logical when you're being taunted by an army that's stronger you, than you with a champion who is stronger than you with most 
Theologians and scholars think that the Philistines had far better weaponry than, than the Israelites. And so they have better weapons. They have a better soldier. It's just a moment where they're taunting morning and night. I mean, this is the moment to walk in fear. And you can imagine if you're the Israelites and a young David shows up with faith that you would look at him and just like David's older brother, be annoyed. Eliab looked at him and was bugged by him and told him to go back to his few sheep. If you walk by faith, you can expect people will look at you like you do not lack full understanding of the situation. The interesting thing is, are you limited by what you see or do you have a lens that is bigger than what they're seeing? And that's what David had. David was the young man who'd been on the hillside worshiping. David was the young man who had already killed a lion and a bear. David had already had victories in secret. David had already been worshiping God. And so what was going on on the inside of David, same circumstance, different response. Same scenario, but different response. And we'll have an opportunity on Monday to respond in faith or fear. And we'll have an opportunity on Tuesday, faith or fear. All as we go through this week, and really we don't know how long this will go on, but I wanna invite you to ask God to help you to respond each day in faith, not to allow the news feed, the Twitter feed, the Facebook feed, the Instagram feed to be what dictates who you are. Not the news, but the gospel, the good news, the good news of Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How great a God we serve. And yeah, there's a lot of things we don't understand right now, but God's big. Now I wanna invite you, to, to, to think differently. Let this be our moment of faith. Let this be our moment where fear doesn't control us. This is a moment where we choose to walk by faith. Uh, Renata and I owned a home in Colorado where our house, uh, in, our, in our bedroom, when you looked out the window, immediately to the left, our left, when you looked east, was the, the hospital. I mean, it was just right there. We lived very close to the hospital and kind of just up elevated on a hill. And when you looked to the right was the Rockies. And so you look straight ahead and you saw some rooftops and you saw a park. To the left was a hospital. To the right was the Rockies. Off to our west, to the west. Our face, our, our house pointed south. So to the east, you look, uh, and it's, it was a great hospital, actually. It was a brand new hospital. It was really nice. And off to the right, the mountains and... And Renata, uh, who had four babies in five years, um, she went through this season where her physical health was difficult and hard. And, and, and she talks about how she would spend time with God. She would put all our kids to bed for a nap. And that was uh, the time that she would spend with God. And I loved to tease her that many times her time alone with God was dreaming dreams. And, uh, but some of the days she stayed awake. And uh, and, and, and in that situation, she'd have her Bible open, coffee, four babies, and off to the left, the hospital where, where she had just had our, our fourth child. And, and, and there was the constant disappointment, sadness, anxiety that something was wrong because she was in such, just, she was just physically drained. And there were just different times where we were working through some just different physical problems and and the potential anxiety that something is, is wrong every time that you hurt, every time that there's some kind of pain. And then off to the right was the mountains. And so she tells about this season where every day she had to make a choice to look to God in faith rather than look to herself in fear. 
Her temptation was to be filled with fear. And she would read out of Psalm 121, and this was kind of the, the picture. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So the choice, I lift my eyes. Who am I going to look at? I'm going to look at God in faith. I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from God. Choice. I'm going to look to you, God. I'm going to look, I'm going to look off to the right. I'm looking west. I'm looking at the mountains. Symbolism of I'm looking to God. I'm looking to my creator rather than allowing looking to the left of, I'm probably going in there again today. Something else is probably wrong with me. Now, I want to encourage you. She wasn't walking in ignorance. She was walking in faith. Now, I want to invite you to look to God right now. And I'm going to give you three different ways to look to God, ways that we can do this. But when you see David stepping up, David onto the scene, David is responding in faith. And, and, And David talks, he speaks of God. So not everybody's speaking of God. In fact, the others aren't. But David is speaking of God. Look at this. 1 Samuel 17, 25, story of David. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. So Israelites are saying, do you see Goliath? Can't you see how big he is? Can't you see what a problem he is? Don't you realize what's going on? King Saul looked to Goliath. He said in verse 33, when he's speaking to David, he says, you're not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. That's some big exaltation praise of Goliath. He's a a strong warrior. Him, I mean, he's, Saul's got Goliath on his mind. Saul's got Goliath in his his viewpoint. He's looking at Goliath. And it's it's where your focus is. And so then look at David, because David responds differently. So when they see Goliath, David sees God. So verse 26, listen to this grit coming out of David. He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he defy the armies of the living God? Verse 26. I love that. Here's The, the only reason David can talk that way is because it's alive inside of him. That's He's been looking to God. He's been alone with God in secret. And so that's that's what comes out. If you'll get alone with God, if you'll be a man or a woman of prayer, if you'll be a worshiper, if you'll fill up your house with worship, if you'll seek God, then when it seems like the response that is logical is to say, don't you know how bad the circumstance is, you'll be able to look at it and look to God instead of talk about how big the enemy is. Verse 37 says this, listen to this. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. That's faith. And David's got past, present, and future faith. David in the past has been with God. Right now, he's walking. He's, he, he will look right here at Goliath and say, I come at you in the name of God. And he's looking at the past. He's been with me in the past. He, he helped me overcome the bear, lion. He'll do it again. So look at the present tense here, verse 45. You come to me with a sword when he's speaking to Goliath. It's coming out of him again. It's coming out. This is who he is. This is what he's saying. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, but I come to you, present tense, in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. So the way that David is able to talk about God and have God on his lips instead of Goliath on his lips is because he's been with God and he looks to God. It's, what, what are you choosing to look at? It's what's your choice. 
I wanna invite you to think with faith. I wanna invite you to pray with faith. I wanna invite you to contemplate on God. So let's give you just a few ideas here on how, how we can live this out. All right, a few things that we see in the life of David that got David to the place where he was able to, in his moment, walk in faith. In his moment, not walk in fear, but walk in faith. And this is our moment to walk by faith. How do we get there? What are three characteristics, three attributes, three disciplines, three habits that we see in David that helped him in that moment stand strong? Here's kind of the back history. Number one, David sought God. He, 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 was, he was a man who spent time with God on the, on the, alone with him in the hillside. And even when we went to name Radiant Church, Psalm 34, 5, I sought, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Verse five, those who look to him are radiant. So here's David, Psalm 34, the author of Psalm 34 here. And he says, I sought the Lord or I'm, I'm seeking the Lord. It's a past tense. I sought him. I was with him and he answered me. I've got faith in that. I know that he was with me. He heard me and, and he delivered me from all my fear. There's key ingredient number one. If you are not with God, you will walk by fear because you will, your own strength will be the only strength that you have. But with your, when you're with him, when you seek him, then there's a download of his heart into you. God will be at work inside of you. And so seek him. That's Psalm 34. I sought the Lord. He answered me. You want, you want to be delivered from fear? Seek God. Get with him. Long before David showed up ready to take on Goliath, he was the one who alone with God as a shepherd boy, spending time taking care of sheep, said, hmm, the Lord is my shepherd. I might be the shepherd of these sheep, but the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he, he's the one who makes me lie down in green pastures and he's taking what he's doing and he's saying, wow, I'm like the sheep. God's the shepherd. He had a Godward view. He was looking to God. You probably will look to God or Goliath. You probably will look to faith or fear. It's his choice. Do not look left. Do not look at the hospital. Look up to the mountains where your hope comes from. Look to God. Those who look to him are Come on, Radiant Church. You know that verse more than anyone. A Radiant. And I just think that this could be a great moment for each one of us. I know for me, I'm a, I, I love sports. And so in all of these different sports uh, tournaments and the NBA, and when all of them started to, to, to cancel or, or be postponed, there's the temptation to just kind of be like upset and angry and bitter. I want to invite you to just have a different perspective and just think maybe this is an opportunity with an increase of time, a decrease of entertainment, not to fill up with more entertainment, but to get along with God. Could it be that in this season, and some of you guys work in hospitals, and some of you work in universities, and some of you work at restaurants, and some of you go to school, and so some of you are going to have less school. Everybody's schedule is going to look a little bit different, but for the high majority in this season, you're going to have a little bit more of your own time, a little less entertainment. It could be a moment for you to seek God like never before. It could be a great solitary moment. It could be a moment for you to go be with him and say, God, you are my shepherd. God, you're my hope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna be a seeker of you. I'm gonna get alone with you. And long before uh, us, long before we have had these moments to go seek, you had David alone with God. We see this in Jesus, son of David. He was one who got along with his father. He was one that was 40 days in the wilderness, 
or when we read the Gospels, he would go get alone with his father. It's a great moment for you to go get alone. Just be with God. I want to invite you to that in this season. How can I seize the moment? If you'll get with God, it's one step and you'll watch faith grow inside of you. Second idea is this. David was serving his brothers and the soldiers. So most of the time we celebrate the rock that he threw, the bag of rocks, pocket full of rocks. There's a cool band in the 90s called Pocket Full of Rocks. I got a buddy who just named his church Five Stones after the Five Stones. I love both of that because I love celebrating the victory over Goliath. But before he was carrying around rocks, he was carrying bread and cheese. David didn't show up to be a great war hero. David showed up as a servant. David showed up already anointed king as the man that was trying to serve the army of God and trying to serve his brothers, doing, asking, being obedient to what his father, Jesse, asked him to do, delivering lunch as a servant. And I just want to invite you, I think this is our moment to serve. I think that when you serve, you're taking a step of faith. When you take every your time and resources and try to help other people, it's a statement of faith. It's a statement of saying, in a culture that's saying, I'm going to buy everything I can. I am a consumer. I will fight for the toilet paper. I will fight for the, for the food. I, I'm going to go fight for me. The people of God, A, they're alone with Jesus. They know him. They walk in solitude. They're seeking God and they're serving. It takes faith to serve in a crisis because everything inside of us tends to be like, I got to fight for me. Yet we have the great example here in David and a better example even in Jesus, son of David, years later, who was the man who got down and served like a servant and became the servant of all. Philippians 2, humbled himself became a servant. That's who Jesus is. That's who David is right here. And so I want to invite you to begin to ask God, what would it look like for me to serve in the midst of this season? Who knows how long the season will be? There is a chance that you walk out of this season with your faith soaring. There is a chance that as we come out of this, you'll have been with God more, You'll have served other people, not just how can I fulfill my own desires and my own needs, but you walk out of it putting others first, thinking, I'm going to not live like my culture, which says, try to get as many people as possible serving me, but I'm a part of the upside down culture. I'm going to try to be a servant to as many people as possible. And so look for practical ways to serve. I think that right now, one of the best things you can do is just think about your circle of influence, your family your neighbors, people that you know, even thinking logically about in, in the sense of the coronavirus where the, uh, the most susceptible are the elderly, those with a weak immune system. Who are the people that I know that I could just be a blessing to? They might not ask. They might, but, but I could come up with the idea and then I could go to Trader Joe's for them. I, I could go help them in some way. Someone that that you could just, there's gonna be systems from churches and in the city and in the nation around the globe, forthcoming. Right now, you could just begin to ask the Lord, God, help me open my eyes to see who can I serve. David ended up a war hero by taking bread and cheese to his brothers. And you wanna know, you don't feel like giving bread and cheese to your brothers when you were left out of the anointing service moment and Samuel literally had to say, is there another one? I mean, David got left out and then He's already been anointed and now they're off to battle probably because David's still not perceived as one of them. David's still kind of the the tag along. Easily, he could have thought, come on, 
Dad, you want me to go serve them? I've already been anointed king. They should be serving me. But here's David, and he's a servant. He goes and he serves him. I want to invite you to think about how. Just ask yourself the question. How can I serve? When you serve, it's taking faith. It's saying, I'm going to take my own strength and be Jesus' hands and feet. Jesus is our servant. Last one is this. I just want to invite you to speak. I want to invite you to talk about God. We currently live in a culture where everybody's talking and the internet is filled with people's opinions. And I think what would help you and us as the church is if what we talked about was God. Now, I know that it's tempting to just join in and, and, and fill up a, a, <laughs> a river of thoughts on the internet filled with silly things or negative things. I think the people of God need to point people to God. I think this is a moment where people actually are filled with fear. And when there are people that are filled with faith, when there's, when there's courage, Billy Graham talks about how when one man stands with courage, the spines of others stiffen. It means when you'll walk by faith and you'll speak about who God is in faith, you'll be surprised how it will help the church be the church and others want what you have. When you have courage and faith and boldness in the midst of a crisis, because you've got answers, because it's supernatural, because it's coming from God. First Samuel 17, 45, let me just read the text. Phil, uh, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the, uh, the, angel, of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And this day, here's the grit, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the wild animals. And here it is. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. David's got a global vision. I want to invite you to have a global vision. David's speaking of God. I want to invite you to speak of God. And I think one of the best things that we can do, we, we will be a little bit isolated from being around each other, but I think that because of technology, we'll be able to speak strong. I invite you to speak strong in private, speak strong in your family, in faith. And I, want, I, I just had this picture of us as a church, just, I mean, just in the speaking of our faith in God like David does right here. David speaks of God in the midst of this crisis. And I think for us as a church, we're gonna take this moment and we're gonna, we're gonna speak of God. I'm gonna lead this week some digital prayer meetings. I wanna invite you to join me uh, on the Radiant Church Instagram, noon, Monday through Thursday, this week, 12 o'clock, 30 minutes. And I just wanna just, I just wanna fill it up with faith in God, fill up the internet. Not, with, with, we look to God in the midst of this. Those who look to him are radiant. We look to God in the midst of this. We're looking to God, we're not looking at Goliath. We're not, we're not walking in fear. I wanna invite you to join me. And I wanna invite you to ask God what you could do. So I was just praying and saying, God, what could I do in addition to what I normally do? I just had that idea. So I'm going to do that. You can join me if you want. I would love to have you. Um, but I want you to ask God, what can you do? And it's just a statement in the midst of the dark moment. How can I be a light? What, what does God want me to do to speak it, to say it? A lot of temptation. Well, people might think I'm a hypocrite. Well, uh, maybe I don't walk close enough with God to take a, a, a strong stand. What the, what the world right now what the world needs right now is people that walk with Jesus and talk about how great he is. And so don't allow those fears to cripple you and keep you from speaking who God is. Speak it. Let's say it strong. Let's be the people of God. All right, and then I just want to add this. I'll close with this. First Samuel 17. Look at the response after Goliath goes down. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. 
Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout. I love that phrase, surge forward. Surge forward with a shout and pursue the Philistines to, entrance, to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. That's the idea right there. Man, our enemy has been defeated. Forever, Jesus has defeated the enemy. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. My dream is that we as a church would so stand in the victory of Christ that people surge forward and go, mm, I believe, I'm gonna walk in faith. I'm not gonna live in fear. And I'm, I'm picturing us in this, season, in this season surging forward. I'm picturing you, I'm inviting you. Let this be your moment. It's our church's moment, it's your moment. It's your family's moment. What does it look like for me to lead my family in faith right now? And I wanna invite you to ask God, this is, this is more than, than just positivity. It's who will you look to? If you will look to God and you'll walk in these areas, you'll be surprised. Man, I'm with him. I sought the Lord, spent time with him, like David on a hillside, served. And I spoke about the goodness of God. You will walk through this season with victory over the virus. You'll walk through this season with victory. I'm, not, I'm saying, it, meaning it won't fill you with fear. You'll have victory. And this thing is not gonna cause you to be someone that's perpetually crippled in fear of what's gonna happen. You've got faith in God. And you're dreaming about God and you're looking towards eternity. And you don't know, and I don't know what the future looks like, but we do know what eternity looks like. We forever are worshipers. And that's where our focus is. So fix your focus, focus in on him. Let's be the people of God that are focused on him. I believe this is, this is a powerful season for you and for me. I, I'm honestly believing it for the whole church. I'm honestly believing this is a moment where the people of God are gonna stand and we're gonna see God at work. I wanna invite you, if you would, would you just place your hand on your heart? I just wanna pray this over us. Father, we ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would help us to walk in faith, not fear. I just pray for every man and every woman. I pray, Lord God, that we would look to you. We don't look to the news and we don't look at the virus. We don't look at all, at the economy, all the things that could cause us to just be crippled in fear. We look to God. We lift our eyes up to the mountains. We lift our eyes up to God. You're where our hope, you're where our faith, you're where our joy, you're where our peace comes from. And Father, I just pray for every person at Radiant. I pray your strength, your blessing, your favor, your life, your joy on them. I thank you for them. God, I ask, be at work inside of them. Fill them with peace, fill them with courage, fill them with strength. I pray that we in this moment would learn from this story of David, when we have God on our lips, we'd serve, that we'd be people that spend time and know God in secret. We honor you today. And God, I do just ask that every person, you'd protect them physically. I pray for their bodies to be strong. Lord, I ask for my city. I pray that Kansas City, Lord Jesus, be a place where the presence of God and the glory of God dwells. I pray for our nation, 
Thank you for the president calling today a national day of prayer. God, we ask, we turn to God. We pray for our nation to turn to God. Defeat, that we pray that this virus would be gone in Jesus' name. We lift up the globe, people around the world. God, we just ask, be at work. We're like little children coming before our good father asking for a good gift. We pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. We're gonna take a moment. We're gonna sing one last worship song together. And uh, I wanna invite those of you that today, I don't know if you're watching this live. This could be you're watching a replay 10 years from now. And you already know what took place with the coronavirus. But maybe today you're someone that's like, I, I need Jesus. And you want Jesus to be your light. And you feel and you know that you're living in a dark place. I wanna invite you to make a decision to follow Jesus today. It's the best decision that you can make. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the one that can change your life forever. I'd like to invite you just to make that choice right now. You can begin a relationship with God. And this isn't all you need to say to God, and, but this is how you can get started. Just look to him right now and say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. I turn from going my way and I go yours. I wanna be a follower of Jesus. So save me today. Heal me. Make me a new person. Give me new life in Christ. I give you my life. I choose to follow Jesus. Amen.